our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me we have a special guest, Kara, our own virtual assistant at hello, Girls hello. That Invest. How are you today? It is very hot in Auckland today. We are dripping with sweat. We are. But- it's summer. On the bright side is summer. We tried to record our last episode without the AC on because we didn't want the audio to be terrible. And then we, I had like sweat down my legs. <laughs> Same. <laughs> we had sweat in places that we won't want to say yes. out loud. But we're, we're here. We're slightly less sweaty. We ordered some iced drinks. Bubble and tea. Bubble tea. I, I didn't realize you liked gongsha. I love bubble tea. Bubble tea is delicious. When I was like in high school, we used to always go to this bubble tea shop that was near our houses. It was like like where all the cool kids went. They had bubble tea in that little town. Yeah. <laughs> little town. <laughs> I say from New Zealand. Now, before we get into the episode, we want to thank our season sponsor, Rentap. Paying rent is a hassle, but what if we told you there's an easier and more straightforward way? Meet Rentap, your ultimate rent paying sidekick. No more ATM trips, no more checks, and no more app juggling. RentApp deposits your rent directly into your landlord's account hassle-free. Plus, it's free to you and your landlord doesn't need an account either. But here's the kick. RentApp doesn't just stop at rent. They're all about helping you build a brighter financial future. There's even an option to report rent payments to boost your credit score, making homeownership more achievable. For our GTI listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Use our referral link rent.app slash GTI for $50 cash back on your first rent payment. Ready to simplify? Check out the referral link in the description or head over to rent.app slash GTI and make rent a breeze. Kara, I wanted to chat with you today because in recent years, the role of virtual assistants or VAs, they have emerged as a pivotal element in the modern business landscape. You know, it has helped in 
advancements of tech, we've increased the acceptance of remote work. The demand for VAs as a result has seen significant uptick. The global markets for outsourced services, which is a category that also includes VAs, has reached a staggering $92.5 billion in 2019, according to Statsa. And the growth isn't just a spike, but we see it as a consistent upward trend. The flexibility, the cost effectiveness of hiring VAs has made people like yourself a very attractive option for businesses from startups like ourselves to large corporations. And while the financial incentives are lucrative, surveys have found that one of the biggest challenges faced by VAs is finding consistent work. Of course, incomes can fluctuate. But the same survey also found that the majority of virtual assistants or VAs had a better work-life balance compared to a more traditional role. We thought that there would be no one better to talk about this than our own (laughs) in-house Girls That Invest full-time virtual assistant carer. So we're going to be talking about the challenges, the rewards, the future outlook, and I just can't wait to hear your thoughts and experiences, especially for someone listening in that either wants to hire a VA and wants to understand what it's like, or more importantly, someone that is considering a career move and wants to get into it, but just has no idea where to begin. First things first, something that comes up a lot, what even is a virtual assistant? Cool. Okay. You can jump in whenever you want. So a virtual assistant is somebody that helps in a business or helps someone with tasks that are in their business. Like it could be admin work, could be scheduling, it could be customer service, talking to community members. In our case, we do brand partnerships as well. It's a lot. Newsletters, writing, copywriting, content creation. What else? You know, <laughs> what like, else what can else a VA do? I think the best way I like to describe a VA is someone that helps a founder or someone in their team. Like if it's a marketing VA, they mm-hmm. help in the marketing department. If it's like a you know executive company VA, it's someone that helps in all the executive roles, like like all the things you've described. It just it's so vast. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that you could do or that you might get asked to do. And you've got to be like quite flexible and willing to try different things. That is such an understatement for the role. (laughs) You do it very well. As you've explained, it involves a lot of different things. In your case, your role is very, you know, lots of fingers and lots of pies. I hate that saying. (laughs) I've never heard that one. You haven't heard it? Like your finger and lots of pies? No. Is that a Kiwi thing? Maybe. Fingers and lots of pies. It's like a way of saying you, it's nothing to do with the way you eat. It's got (laughs) lots to do with how you do lots of different tasks. You wear lots of different hats. That's another way of putting (laughs) Maybe a less gross way of describing. We've already (laughs) talked about us where we're talking about fingers and pies. Um, (laughs) But for someone that is interested in being a VA, but you know, might have an idea of, well, I probably will have like a computer screen and a laptop and probably work from home because it's like a remote role. But what does your typical day-to-day or week look like? I work remotely. So I work from home and typically I start at around 7.30 and I have this lovely to-do list that the previous VA uh, shared with me. And I kind of just like work my way through the list of things that need to be done today and normally starts with content in the morning or scheduling podcasts. And then as the day goes on, there might be different tasks like responding to brand partnership emails, 
responding to questions from the masterclass as well. Those are always fun. I love those ones. And it is varied, very varied every day. And I can spread out the tasks throughout the work. Some things I do every day and then some things I do maybe like once or twice a week, like on the newsletter or scheduling podcasts is less frequent as well. It's hard to think of it when I'm on the, on the spot. It I need is, my to-do list. You, it's like <laughs> when someone's like, what do you do? And you're like, what do I do? <laughs> Even though you're like, I do a lot. Like I'm, I get that a lot. Someone will be like, besides like podcasting, how do you fill 40 hours? And I'm like, now that you've asked me, I actually don't know, but it, it fills. And I'm, more than 40 hours. More than 40. <laughs> sometimes it feels like it. Would you say that like if you could lump your day into like a couple of chunks, what does your day's chunks look like? Maybe that's a better thing because you have lots of, I like to call them like niggly tasks. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes they are things that might take you 20 minutes or 15 minutes. But what would like a structure of your day look like? Do you like to lump things together? So I hope you don't get mad at me for this. (laughs) I like to have all my breaks together so that I can kind of like break up the day. So I have like my morning, then I have like, I try to take like 45 minutes for lunch Mm -hmm. and I try to do like something active that like completely breaks up my day. So it's not just sitting down because I find that challenging sometimes just like sitting down for the day when my previous profession, I was always like standing so yeah, I try and do like content, emails, scheduling, like looking at our calendar to see what's coming up for the next week. I try and do that in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I try and do some of the responding to the community, social media, and if there's any other emails that come back as well. Why would I be mad? <laughs> because I know you always say, take a break every 15 minutes or like stand up every 15 minutes. That was, oh my God. If I told you how many times I stood up in a day, it would be like once. Like, <laughs> don't you don't you use me as a um, measure of when you should be standing. But I, that's a good, that's a good idea. You don't have a standing desk, do you? I don't have a standing desk, but I do have like an actual treadmill in our garage. And I sometimes like walk very slowly on that responding to messages because you know two birds one stone I love that get paid to exercise and work very slow exercise yeah do you want a standing desk I have no idea I just do you have a standing desk I not in the office but I bought one for my home office I haven't unpacked it yet (laughs) and I bought it like two weeks ago but I'll try it trial it out yeah and then you might need to go into those apps where they you can hire someone to set it up for you. I like DIY flat packs. Me too. I love them. Okay. It's like a construction. It's like adult Lego. Adult Lego. That's a good <laughs> way of putting it. I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> so your typical day doesn't sound like, a, or, or I guess it's like somewhat consistent in like the way you set it up, but the tasks seem to vary. Yeah, the tasks vary a lot. You kind of mentioned that in your old role, you used to stand up a lot. And I'd love to ask like, what, did you do before this? And then what motivated you to become a VA? Okay. So my background is in education. So I was a teacher for eight years and then I had my baby, Isla. And when I was pregnant, I was realizing that being a teacher is going to be quite challenging with a child and the child going to daycare who gets sick every week. So I decided I wanted to have a position that was more flexible and that I could transfer my skills. Yeah. So I wasn't really looking for a virtual assistant position specifically, but I was working for something 
that I could work flexibly or remotely and something that was going to like keep me passionate and keep me happy. And I, I just didn't want to do something that I was going to like dread doing every day. Like I wanted it to be something that I was still really passionate about because I loved being a teacher and I love kids. So that was something I was passionate about before. And I'm very passionate about Girls and Invest because I was a listener as well first. Firstly, that's very kind. So it didn't sound like you had like a VA training per se mm-hmm. for for the role and you kind of had a different field that you were in, which you've obviously trained for and you did for many years in many different countries, which is very cool. <laughs> How does someone train to be a VA or do you have to train? Like, do you have to do a course or something? I don't think you have to do a course, but I'm sure there are courses online that you could take to upskill, help you. When I saw the virtual assistant position on your LinkedIn, I applied, but I started to look for like little courses I could do on LinkedIn learning that would like help me with the role. So I know you can do that. Wait, so LinkedIn learning, is that like a platform for those that don't know? Is that like we... Is it like free mini courses or? Some of them are free. And I think some of them you have to have a subscription to continue taking them. You paid? Okay. So (laughs) there's this Instagram, I think it was called Go Crayon from New Zealand. And it was about parental leave. Oh, yes. I know Go Crayon. Yeah. And they, if you signed up, they offered three months free. I was like, perfect. (laughs) So I signed up and I got three months free and I was planning to transition to a new profession. So I was starting to do some upskilling. Yeah. A lot of people that want to get started, they worry about like, how do you even, you know, learn? I think it's really scary to move jobs because no one starts off as a VA unless you're like straight from high school or straight from university and you've gotten somehow a role in that space or you were a executive assistant and you've moved into a virtual version of that. Everyone starts to worry like, is there some degree that I meant to do or some training that I meant to have or the people that I work with, do they expect me to know how to do certain things? But it sounds like you found a few resources that worked for you. What were the things that you trained in? So for me, when I saw the job application, I was like, oh yeah, like I can do this, this, and this. But I didn't have a lot of experience with the social media management. You didn't do that as a teacher? I did not do as a teacher. (laughs) And myself, I'm boring and I wasn't, I'm not very social media savvy. So I had to do a couple of courses on that just to kind of give me a refresher and also what it meant by social media management. That's true. Because if you don't know, it's like, what are you managing? Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) I'm not prepared for this. One thing that really surprised me is you did this as like part of your application. It wasn't like you weren't someone that was like oh like I'll get the job and then I'll figure it out you like almost proactively did some of this before I got hired before you got hired yeah isn't that crazy I mean it's crazy to me (laughs) yeah and I was looking at podcasts too like trying to learn a little bit more about what some of the skills were or what some of the things that I need to like have and I felt a lot more confident after that that I could either learn it or I had like a base knowledge about what it was supposed to be like. Were one of them jumping on the podcast? No. If if a (laughs) co-host is away on marriage leave? No, that was just me being a team player. (laughs) Thank you. We, We really do appreciate it. One of the things that you mentioned just now that stuck out to me was you said, I feel like I can like learn it or figure it out. Do you think that's a important skill? Yeah. 
I think we both think that's like the most important skill. Like you have to be able to try to learn new things or just be willing to learn. Because if you have that trait, you can do almost anything. If you actually just teach yourself or take the time to upskill. Yeah. It's like a resourcefulness. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think being a teacher helps you have that? Like where did that come from? Yeah, I think being a teacher helps you that. And, you know, it's the same advice you give your students, hopefully. And like you want them to be willing to learn new things and be resourceful and try new things, even if it's like scary and sometimes. Now, if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, Kara, I hear you. Like, sounds like your typical day is very different, but you have flexibility. And I I can see like, you know, that that flexibility motivated you and you don't necessarily have to have a degree in it. But then they're like, but I'm getting stumped by the fact that how do you find all these clients or like, do you need to find work with lots of people? Like, it sounds like you found us on LinkedIn and you'd also heard of the brand before, but I think there's this big misconception that you need to start your own company as a VA and then like just cold email all these different brands and be like, Hey, do you need a VA? And that's Mm. really scary. Like, Is that what you thought you had to do or did that not even cross your mind? I think when I first saw the job application, I wasn't really too sure about what that actually entails. But now that I know like more about it, I've seen people that have like their own business as a VA and they're like a contractor and they can choose how many hours they want. They can choose when they want to do it as well, which is like really helpful. But then we were also talking about like some people only have one other job, only one company that they work for, for example, and then they can just do it whatever time. I think if you're a mom, that's really helpful because you can do it around like your kids. But yeah, there's lots of positives and negatives. Do you feel like you would have done it differently at a different time of your life? Like you mentioned the flexibility with like being a parent. Do you mm-hmm. think if it, if you, like let's say your daughter gets older or, or you have more flexibility, would you still want to do it with just one company or would you see yourself like changing it up? Or I guess what's the pros and cons of that? Oh, that's a good question. At the moment, I don't see myself doing that because- Please don't leave me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, you know, I work a full time and I like, obviously love the company that I work with, but I could see why people would want to have their own business, make their own hours and have that authority. Is that the right word? Yeah. And like even greater flexibility. Yeah. I see. Would you say that's a good place to start as someone at the beginning of their journey or? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I learned so much about it and I'll give Sim a little plug here. (laughs) She has set it up so well for anybody coming in to this role. She has made like a handbook, like a literal handbook. It's foolproof. Like you could not do any wrong. (laughs) It is so detailed. It has like a step-by-step. It has videos on how to do everything. So for me coming from a different like background, I was like so thankful for that because I felt like I knew exactly what was expected of me and like how to do things if I need to like go back and reread something or look at the video again. So yeah, I found that really, really helpful. Oh, I'm glad. And and it like saves you. I used to get embarrassed when I would start a job and be like, wait, how do you do this again? Yeah. And be like, hey, can you tell me how to do this again? And I was like, if it's in a handbook, then there's no shame in like watching a video seven times if you need to. Or like, I know, I don't, and I know Maya won't mind me sharing this. 
I made a video for her on how to set up the podcast recording equipment every time before we begin because it's a lot of like buttons mm-hmm. and knobs. She's like, I watch that video every time before I record to be like, that button should be red, that button should oh. be green, that one should be at number six. Like it's just easy. Yeah, and it, it makes it so much easier, I think. Yeah, I just think of like, well, what do I want? Like, I don't want to be like, hey, I'm sorry, what's the password again? Yeah. How do you log in again? That's so true. If someone's like listening to this and going, okay, I can see the perks of this. If they have no background, because I don't, who does? Like, how do you just start being a VA? Yeah. What skills do you think are important based on, I remember asking you this before Mm -hmm. we started recording and you were like, the skills on the description that you put. (laughs) But, you know, those skills, I think, on the description for memory were things like being comfortable with doing lots of different things. It's definitely not the same. You know, when you do the same job again and again and again, some people really like that. My old job Mm -hmm. was like that. Right. It was not prescriptive. Prescriptive. (laughs) That's a good way of describing it. And like in the description, it was like, it's not that kind of job. Yeah. You do wear a lot of different hats. It's a lot of generalist things. But outside of that, what would you say are skills that if someone has them, they should still just apply and become a VA? I think like the number one thing that we were talking about was that you have to be motivated to actually finish your task. Like you have to be somebody that's going to like want to do a good job or like is re- reliable, responsible. And I was just thinking when you were saying that, you have to be able to multitask because sometimes there's quite a few things like happening at the same time or you have to make quick decisions, which I'm working on doing that. I never want to make a mistake. <laughs> You've never made a mistake. But also if you do, like that's okay and that's yeah. expected. And like I make mistakes like weekly in the business. Like it's, Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> but that's a good one. Is, is there anything else that you were surprised by as a skill or something that you didn't expect would be a handy skill that you have? One thing that I found that was really different, like at being a teacher, you're very extroverted all day. Yeah. And in this role, like it's very, you're like quite secluded because you're working like by yourself at home. So yeah, you definitely have to be somebody that can manage that because I know some people would be really sad or it would just be really challenging for them. Whereas mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, oh, I get a break from being a wife and from being a mom. And I get to just focus on something else that isn't all the amazing, but very challenging things of being like a wife and a, a parent. So yeah, I think somebody that can manage that and keep themselves motivated. It is very difficult to do that. I mean, I struggle with it as well in the same tone because like we both work remotely and Mm -hmm. like right now we're, you know, working in the same office today, but it's not common and we probably meet up like every three or four Mm -hmm. weeks in person just to to catch up. But I completely agree. Like being a self-starter, especially if your boss is super cool. I'm kidding. Especially (laughs) if you don't have someone that's like looking over your shoulder and is like, I think our working relationship is more like, I know you've got it and if you need anything, I'm here, which in some respects I can imagine works well. In others, it does mean that you like, if you don't do it, like I'm none the wiser. Yeah. And it's hard to sometimes always remember Mm. to or like if life gets in the way, that is a good one. And not everyone can deal with that. Yeah. Like if I was an employer, that'd be something I'd be looking for for this role specifically because I feel like people could take advantage of it maybe oh yeah yeah there's definitely like we don't monitor 
the computer systems you know mm, like oh companies yeah. where mm. you have to like you see the tiktoks and people have to like shake their mouse to oh. show that they're like online like we don't have any of that it's a very like good to know no, i'm just kidding <laughs> it's your laptop it's not, <laughs> i would have had to have stolen it off youtube like installed <laughs> you know if we ever do anything of like time management like when we use toggle every now and again that's more like for yourself like it's not i completely agree with you you really have to be motivated for business owners every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card it's the culmination of your hard work dedication and commitment to your customers that's why i'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments introducing tap to pay on iphone powered by stripe Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Now, would you say there are any misconceptions that you come across as being a virtual assistant? Yeah, I think we both talked about this before where we weren't actually familiar with the term like virtual assistant. Like when I saw the job application, I kind of thought it was like, you know, like you're wearing a headset and you're like replying to emails or customer service. And I wasn't really sure what it meant until I did like a little bit more research on it. And then I saw that it can be a lot of, I guess, different things. Yeah. I think that would probably be a big misconception that it's like a customer service or like admin only role. I kind of see it as like doing any of like the behind the scenes or like filling in gaps that like ne- might need help. I'm open to helping in any way type thing. Yeah. yeah. Open to helping in any type of way. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> How do you describe what you do to people? I've always wondered this. <laughs> it's very hard because I don't think people understand really. Like I don't even know if we're doing a good job explaining it right now, <laughs> if that's what I actually do. But I say that I work for a investing education platform on social media and that I do a lot of behind the scenes like I say um, content creation, admin, scheduling, brand partnerships, replying to emails and then they kind of just get lost. Do they? <laughs> no, no, no. They Usually people continue to ask questions but I do find it hard to explain. Do they have the blank face like the blank stare? I think so because yeah. before it's like oh, what do you do? And they're like, I'm a teacher. And they're like, okay, cool. What Understood. Like <laughs> yeah. you said. Yeah. I struggle to tell people what I do as mm-hmm. a founder of the company. Yeah. I just came back from a trip um, and it was like a founders and investors trip. And, you know, it's like you spend three days on this really cool island, but you you don't know anyone. They're all like new founders and investors and everyone's like giving their pitch. Like, what do you do? Well, I help. One person was like, I have a company and we're using lasers to transfer 
electricity to power things. Whoa. And then we're like, what do you do? And I was like, I have a podcast no. <laughs> that, you know, like also is a multimedia mm-hmm. educational company and we do workshops and courses and speaking engagement but it's just like how do you yeah it's I've always wondered how you describe your role because I used to struggle with it like when you fly on a plane Mm -hmm. and you have that little thing where it's like your job description like what do you put in that (laughs) oh this happened to me when I went to Canada yeah I think I put executive assistant because at that stage well that was like a couple months in (laughs) couple months couple months in (laughs) I weeks (laughs) yeah (laughs) So sorry, but it's okay. Yeah, I can't remember. I think I put something different because I was like, no one's going to understand what this is. But because before I just wrote a teacher, I was like, that's that. That's that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We live in a time where there's just so many roles out there that like you just wouldn't have known half of them. If someone says, okay, sounds good. I want to get started. Is there anything you would warn me about as being a VA that maybe people don't see on social media or they don't really talk about? You see all the TikToks that are like become a virtual Mm -hmm. assistant and make, you know, X amount of money and do it from anywhere in the world. They probably don't cover some of the downsides. And you've spoken about possibly it getting lonely if you like spending a lot of time with people. You've spoken about you have to be so good at managing your time. Is there anything else? Yeah, I think those two would be some of the main ones. Yeah. Making sure you're okay with, with not working with people like face to face. Cause like we work together online every day and we still talk to each other, which is great for me. I feel like that's enough. That's plenty. That's enough people <laughs> for one day. That's like We talk like maybe an hour at most. <laughs> and that's enough. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think like if you were a contractor, you'd want to make sure that you have a regular income coming in. Like that would be something that I would worry about. But maybe some other people, you know, they like to live more on the edge and they're okay with that. Because you could be bringing in like, maybe you're bringing in like thousands of dollars one month and then the next month it's different. So mm-hmm. I think that'd be something you'd have to make sure that you plan for in advance. And if you were someone that decided to go through the route of doing it yourself or like doing it in a company in the way that you have as a full-timer, do you have any tips on managing your time and avoiding burnout? Because as you're talking about this, I can kind of see it being a perfect recipe of disaster where you're, <laughs> you're not spending time with people. You only talk to me for an hour a day sounds like too much already and then <laughs> how are you dealing right now we're like in person talking for a few hours we're gonna be going home to sleep <laughs> <laughs> and then you are doing all these things and then you have all this time that you need to manage yourself like that sounds like a recipe for burnout if you don't have systems in place are mm-hmm. there things that you do that have helped I think like as a company, we have good systems in place and also we are quite open with, with each other like how we're feeling and like being able to support each other. For me, I try and do everything like in the set set hours with like mm. a break in between because that's, for me, I get the most out of the break rather than having shorter ones. Yeah, I think making sure that you take like an actual break from being like on a device because they can like hurt your eyes and like feel quite draining sometimes and tired. What would you say? Because you work like similar to me as well, like at home at sometimes. Home. 
by yourself many times by myself yeah i struggle with that more because i am an extrovert so yeah true i get my energy from being around people i feel like your energy drains from being around people big time (laughs) so i supplement it with like you see my diary yeah i supplement it with like dinner with a friend every single night or (laughs) breakfast with a friend all the time like every week i will have one friend that i will see so that i've not spent there's been days where I like finish working and I'm like, I haven't opened my mouth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. There's days where I'm like, this is going to be so bad. It's like Friday. I'm like, I haven't left the house yet. Yeah. And and like, you've got a husband and a kid at home. So there is like social interaction in yeah, that way. True. I live by myself right now. And so it's so important to yeah know what drains you and what makes you happy I used to do like VA work for people when I was like doing girls that invest and doing I didn't know that. Yeah, doing it as like a side yeah. hustle. So I would do you know she's on the money? Of course. I used to like make content for them and like Right. Make okay, it you on, did tell me that. Yeah, like put it on Canva and then they would schedule it and I'd do captions and then there was this other company where I would do something similar. They're like a property company just lots of little like odd jobs which I loved and it was so cool to do that but yeah I I could definitely see it becoming an issue of burning out but in saying that would you recommend as your boss would you (laughs) recommend to me being a VA (laughs) no I actually definitely would it's been better I think than I thought it was going to be especially like once you understand the role more and like what is expected of you. And like, you've given me the opportunity to try different things as well, which I like, because I like learning and trying different things. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it to somebody, especially if you came from a profession before that is like quite draining. I think my work-life balance is much better now. And I'm very grateful for that. Thank you, boss. (laughs) I'll remove the gun from your head now. (laughs) That is very kind. And it's so interesting to see. It's so interesting when you moved into the role because you would say things like, I can just like do that. Like I can, we can like have lunch yeah. and that's a company yeah. thing. And I'm not having to pay lunch by myself. Or like, I think my heart broke when we went to watch the Barbie movie <laughs> and there were Skittles and I was like, oh, I'll pay for your Skittles. And you went, work perks. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my god! Like, oh, this poor teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like sure it's like six dollars skittles because we're at yeah. movies, but like I don't even think I got those. Let, let's ask for more. <laughs> let's push the boundaries. You don't have to be ashamed for putting your lunch breaks together. Yeah, you're like yeah. If you have like an appointment during the week, you can just like move your hours around. And I was like, pardon me, what do you mean? It's, you're like yeah, you can just like move your hours. Like if you wanted to have an appointment during the day, just yeah, it's an appointment. It's your health. It's your like, this is a new territory for me. Oh, it's interesting. But I think I'm glad you like it. I'm glad that someone listening from this hopefully feels a little bit more inspired to get started. If you thought that you needed to have a certain qualification or you weren't sure what the job looked like, I think we really got a good insight into it. So thank you so much for sharing. Happy to share. (laughs) I really do appreciate it. And I think this is probably a good place to wrap up the episode. Now, if you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story and tag us at Girls That Invest. It helps us grow the podcast. It helps us spread the message and therefore just helps us make sure that we continue our mission of getting more money into the hands of women. I'll see you next week, Kara. 
See you. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with the disclaimer. Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. Always do your research and please do your due diligence.